France, the army, Josephine. Napoleon's last words, shown on screen just before the end credits roll in Napoleon 2023, the new epic movie about the famous French emperor by director Ridley Scott. And they pretty much sum up the portrait of the man depicted in this film. Although not necessarily in that order. You could make the argument that his addictive, unconventional relationship with his wife, Josephine, often dominated everything else in his life. Not to the point where he put her above his love of country and the army, but she certainly was the most volatile and sometimes all-consuming part of his life. Regardless, Napoleon presents a nuanced portrait of the French leader, showing him to be a man who viewed himself as a brilliant military strategist, and his many victories support this notion. While, as the film notes, the incredible amount of French casualties during his tenure certainly pushed back against this claim. He saw himself as a devoted citizen of France and based his decisions on his love of country. But most of all, the movie Napoleon shows him to be a rather quirky, quiet sentimentalist who was in love with a woman who was as complicated as he was. And the relationship between Napoleon and Josephine is certainly the most fascinating part of the movie. Napoleon opens with Napoleon, played by Joaquin Phoenix, witnessing the execution of Marie Antoinette. And during the volatile years of violent revolutions and failed leaders which followed, Napoleon quietly ascends the ranks until he becomes emperor, leading France on a series of military conquests, which he states are all in the name of peace. At the same time, he meets and falls in love with Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby, and they marry. While he's off in the field of battle, he learns that Josephine is having an affair. He quickly returns home, and to his disappointment, she is not there, and he explodes, lamenting that the whole world knew he was coming home, but not his wife. When Josephine does return home, she finds all her belongings thrown into the courtyard. And in the movie's best scene, Napoleon calls Josephine a monster, asking how could she do this to him, knowing how much he loves her. He tells her she is nothing without him, and he makes her say those words. But later, Napoleon admits that he has had affairs as well. And he admits that he doesn't love those women. He only loves his wife. The implication here is that Josephine is the same. She only loves Napoleon, in spite of her other relationships. She then tells Napoleon that he's nothing without her, and she makes him say those words. And he does. Napoleon and Josephine are forever intertwined in a bizarre relationship. They say they are in love, but their lovemaking is anything but. When it's determined that Josephine cannot have a son and Napoleon believes France needs him to have an heir to the throne, he divorces her and has a child with someone else. 
but he continues to see and write to Josephine, even bringing the baby to her. By far, the most interesting and compelling part of Napoleon is this strange and unusual relationship. Addiction is the word that comes to mind because they are not necessarily best for each other or even in love with each other, but they can't seem to live without the other. As such, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon and Vanessa Kirby as Josephine deliver the two best performances in the movie. Phoenix is okay as Napoleon. I don't think he knocks it out of the park. It's a challenging performance because he doesn't play Napoleon like a man who has a brilliant military mind. The film barely shows any strategizing. Rather, he comes off as a man who believes he's a lot of things, but really isn't. It's almost like imposter syndrome in reverse. He achieves great success almost in spite of himself. His personal life is the same way. He believes he is superior, so he doesn't harbor petty jealousies about his wife's behavior. But she cheats on him all the same, and he doesn't like it. But at the end of the day, he's okay with it. His greatest attribute is he rolls with the punches. It's a quirky performance by Phoenix. It's not quite as mesmerizing as his work in Joker 2019 when he blew audiences away. He doesn't do that here. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is equally as challenged and slightly more successful playing the sensual, sometimes vulgar, and rarely predictable Josephine. It's easy to see why Napoleon falls in love with her as she gives him attention, and later, when their relationship grows more complicated, when Napoleon becomes addicted to wanting her in his life, she seems less addicted to him, but nonetheless, never wants to sever ties with him. Kirby was exceedingly memorable as Princess Margaret on the TV series The Crown, 2016 to 2022. Josephine is a more challenging and less likable role than the charming Princess Margaret, but Kirby gives it her all, infusing Josephine with an aloof coldness at times and a frightened vulnerability at others and a penchant for laughing at the most inopportune of times. None of the other characters or performances in the movie really come to life, and that's mostly because the screenplay by David Scarpa doesn't flesh out any of the other characters at all. Behind the camera, director Ridley Scott, the man who brought us Alien in 1979 and Blade Runner in 1982 all those years ago, and Gladiator 2000, and The Martian 2015, more recently, does a decent job. My favorite part of his work here were the battle scenes, which thankfully do not resemble the fake-looking CGI battle seen in so many recent movies. Here, they look like old-fashioned movie scenes with lots of actors and little CGI. While CGI is still present, it appears to have been used minimally. The battle scenes seem authentic. That being said, with the exception of the Waterloo sequence, 
There really aren't a lot of cinematic sequences in this movie. It does not play out like a great war epic. It plays out more like a quirky love story between Napoleon and Josephine. And, oh yeah, it's happening while Napoleon is off conquering other lands. The cinematography also looked dark and not particularly clean. It was difficult to see at times all that was going on during the battle scenes. And I saw this on the big screen. The turmoil depicted in France during these years serves as a nice reminder of what life is like in a country without responsible leaders and a citizenry suffering from a lack of money and a disposition for mob violence. It is not a pretty picture. Napoleon is an okay movie, but it is not an amazing one. Its unconventional love story between Napoleon and Josephine is its best part because we get to understand why these two wanted to be in each other's lives. I wish the movie had spent as much effort getting inside Napoleon's head on things France and the military, but it does not. As such, I give Napoleon two and a half stars out of four, meaning that this movie is good.